Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You ready for today? How many are you doing this? Listen, I want you to pull this in today. I was thinking about this last week. I started pulling this in last week. It really got me. I said to myself, how in the world could the Spirit of God be leading me on the outside somewhere I don't want to go? The Spirit of God speaking to me on my inside, leading my outside where I do not want to go. I don't don't want to be where I'm going, but God seems to be leading me to a place. And I started asking myself this, meaning this, that's what he did with Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus comes up out of the river in Jordan, and God goes, that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. As he releases the words in the earth to produce validation, Jesus now gets led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, into a place where he does not want to go for a time of testing. And I started asking myself the question you ask yourself. In my testing, my uncomfortable moments of time, and this is the question I have, is the test coming from God And this is where I think we get messed up. Is the test coming from God? Is the test not coming from God? Is it the devil? What do I fight against? What do I absorb? What do I learn from? What do I get tired in? What do I push against? What do I do? Where did this come from? How do I navigate? Is God leading me? Is the devil tempting me? Is this a drama fest? I don't know. Is this a love test, a life test, a help test, a bad test, a good test, a storm test? I'm so tested, I don't know whether what I can be trusted. And I think what happens, if you're not careful, you don't know whether to stand, whether to fight, whether to run, whether to flee, whether to go back, whether to reprogram, whether to retake the test, whether to quit on a test, whether to stop the test, whatever you're thinking in your mind. And I got so tired of going, my God, God, is it, what's going on? And you know what? I said, how in the world could the Holy Spirit on the inside be leading me somewhere on the outside I don't want to go? And man, it hit me. I started getting these little nuggets and this, I want you to write them down. I said, your tests in life are not about pass or fail. They're about grow and mature. And I'm going to say something here. Does God bring some tests? God only brings tests of promotion. But God, God, now this is going to be good. God tests you in your identity. The proof of your identity is the testing ground for God. If you are who you think you are. See, that's what they all go, because on the other time, now let me show you this. I'm not saying God's bringing it. I just want you to see this. But it's the test. You got to pass. Because that's what happened. Because Jesus comes up out of the river, and that's my son who won't please. It's my, it's my, he's my, he's, he's separated, set apart. And the first thing that comes is the devil says, if you are, if you are what God said you are from heaven, you prove it. And in that quiet time of testing, your identity is going to be proved the most. And the identity test is the passing test that you're going to have to pass to find out whether you really believe you are what God says you are, or you believe who you think you are. It's all about you knowing who you are. Because if you know who you are, you know what you're supposed to say. 
If you know who you are, you know what you're supposed to do. And if you know who you are, if you know who you are, see, it's all about your identity. On the other side of your, see, because David had the ability to slay Goliath, but we never seen his identity revealed until what? Until Goliath showed up. He was hidden. He was, let me tell you something, the tests of life unveil people that were in obscurity and bring them to notoriety. Because nobody knew where he was, nobody knew what he did, nobody cared. But an obstacle showed up. And instead of looking at it, this test, as a pass or fail, he received this test as a promotion. Sometimes the tests you face, the promotions in disguise. But if you don't know, then I'm going to say this. You're testing in life. I'm, I never heard this day in my life. This is, all, this is all hot off the press. You get tested. I'm going to say this. You, you get tested in your fruits out of your life. You don't, you, don't get, you don't really get tested as much in the other way. You get tested on your fruit. Oh, you, 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 you walk in love? Love, joy, peace? Love. Okay, good. Here comes people to test that thing. Oh, you're, you're a love walker, love talker? Here comes the test. Here comes the neighbor. <laughs> Here comes the guy you work with, right? You're like, oh, my God, I need this nitwit like I need a hole in the head. I don't need this. But guess what? Here comes the love test. Oh, oh, you're all, you're all, you're all, you're all got full of peace? You guys are peace people? Here comes the peace test. Here comes the storm. Oh, oh, you got a joy test? Yay, yay, yay. Here comes some sorrow. Every, every season of life, you're going to get tested. Now, watch this, though. God's been getting a bad rap. Now, I'm going to explain to you why somebody's having Now, the testing in your fruitful side of your life is going to be like, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to test your love walk. Your, your prayer. It's going to test love, joy, peace. All that's going to But I got news to you. Guess what? God doesn't test you with temptation. That's the difference. The temptation shows up when your desires are wrong. You understand that? Now you got to pull that in. See, this is what starts happening. So I get tested in the fruit side of my life, but I'm going to also get, you get tested in the fruit side of your life. You get tempted when your desires are wrong. Now let me show you something here, what I mean by that. Well, you know, meaning that what? What do you mean your desires? The Mark chapter 4 explains to you the, the function of the Bible. It says affliction, persecution, cares of the world, the lust of other things, the deceitfulness and riches arising for the word's sake. So you're going to get tested in those arenas. Number one arena you're going to get tested is pressure. Affliction, persecution, care of the world. Cares are coming, man. <clears throat> care is coming. Care comes for the word's sake. Care, lust of other things. Deceitfulness of riches. Now, let me explain that. The deceitfulness of riches is this, is that you just get so caught up with stuff you shouldn't get caught up with, that's all you care about, and you stop caring about the things of God. You stop seeking first the kingdom. That's all that is. But you're ready for this? The lust of other things is what? You want something more than you want, God. Now, let me show you where the fine line in that is. The Bible says whatsoever you desire when you pray. I got news for you. That is part of wanting something. Whatsoever do you desire when you pray, believe you receive you when you pray, and you shall have. That's desire. That same desire that can get you a promise of God can get you in trouble with life. Are you pulling that in? So I got to try to identify where is this coming from? Where, why am I going through tests? Why am I going through this? Where did this arrive? Is this, is this a testing of my faith? Because, you see, when your faith gets tested, your faith on the other side, it's, an ide- it's a putting the proof of your identity. Write that down. 
Every time your faith gets tested, it's a putting the proof of my identity. Do you really believe who you say God says you are? That's all it is. It's, an, it's a putting the proof of your identity. So my faith gets tested and my identity gets put to proof. Do you really know who you are? Do you really believe who you are? Do you believe he say you can do? Do you know who you can do? Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that because when in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus came, when the devil drove him into the wilderness, well, the Spirit of God led him there. When the devil tempted him, what did he say? He said, If you are what God said you are, then you prove it. In the testing, the greatest desire you're going to have is to do something to get yourself out of it because it's silent. Make a move that you shouldn't make while you're in this testing sign. So you can get out. Because all the while, my identity is being put to proof. And I don't like the process of this. I would like the test to be over. But sometimes you got to stay into the test until it's finished. Because until it's finished, you miss the growth and availability to grow. Because what we tell you? Testing is about growing and maturing. Not passing or failing. But it's uncomfortable. Because nobody wants to stay. See, because here's the thing. Every time a test shows up, pressure shows up. Nobody likes pressure. Everybody wants to get out. Because here's the thing. I want to be in control. Because really what testing's all about is letting God be trusted. And here's the thing. Can you trust, write this down. Can you trust God when you can't trace him? Can you trust God when you can't track him? Can you trust God when you don't feel it? You don't see it? You don't understand it? Can you trust God when it don't look like it's working? Can you trust God when it doesn't look like it? Can you trust God? Can you trust God? My God in heaven, I feel like preaching, right? Can you trust God when you can't trace him? Come on. Can you trust God when you can't track him? Can you trust God when the navigation system don't look like it's working? Can you trust God when the last, let me tell you something about God. This gospel is shot out because everybody in the world preaches, oh, God, God, I need confirmation. God speaks once and expects you to walk it out. He ain't going back to how you feel confirmation business. Exactly. He said, I told you, go and leave. He told Abraham, leave the earth of the Chaldees and go to a land. What land? I ain't telling you a land. Just go. Okay, yes, sir. Did he question? Now, let me show you what God did. He didn't speak again what he told Abraham. He just reminded him what he said once. Let me tell you, man, that's God. In the middle of the test, you got to go back to what he said. In the middle of that test, and that bothered me. You know, I was like, God, listen, you're going to go through it, but it's for spiritual growth. So now the next time you see it, don't get nervous when you go, oh, God, now just say, hey, man, if I'm getting tested, I'm getting promoted. If I'm getting tested, I'm getting promoted because God, now watch this now. You got to look in the word of God. Now we're going to pull this in, right? Look at this right here. Let's go over there. Go, go to, go to, um, we can go there now. Let's, let's check this out, right? Because I don't want to, I want you to pull this in. I really want you to get this because if you don't know where this stuff's coming from, it gets scary. Can we go to, let's skip for a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go to 1 Corinthians 10, 11. We're going to look at the passion. Go into passion there and then we'll go to that other one. You need to see this 1 Corinthians. Remember I gave you this last week? On, everybody say this. On the other side of my testing, my identity will be discovered. Did you pull that in? It's true. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 10, 11. We're going to use the passion. It says, all tests, they endured on their way. Now, you got to get that. 1 Corinthians 10, 11, passion translation, right? Pull, and while they're pulling that up, I want you to dig this. So now, if I'm going through this test, right, 
I just got to ask one question, okay? I got to ask one question, it's two parts. One, is this God bringing me to a place of promotion? Or two, is this something I want God doesn't want me to have? Now, that's, that's deep, man. But it's the truth, because some of the season you're trapped in are because you want stuff God doesn't want you to have. So you're going to try to tell yourself always what God said. Now, look, I'm not picking on you. You've got to find it in the Word of God. You understand? You've got to balance this out. Because here's the thing. Because it tells you, when we, I'm loading you up. I'm setting you up. Because when I bring the back end question in, you're going to realize why. It was because of desire. Now, you're going to tell me in this room, everybody in here ha- haven't had desires of stuff that God don't want you to have, but you thought God wanted you to have, and you went towards it. How many of you remember when no meant maybe? All the rookies said, yeah. Right, come on. How many of you remember when no meant maybe could possibly happen? You know what I'm saying? How many of you know when no means no? How many of you know when God says no now, right? How about this? How many of you are here yet? How many, well, <laughs> this is be fine. This is be fine. How many of you know, be honest, what, don't raise your hand, it'd be bad, right? How many of you are here to know but no in your mind means maybe. Don't raise your hand. God said, no, that's not, that you can't have that. You're like, well, maybe he'll change his mind. Okay? Uh, next person, next category, right? You know, guy. <laughs> Two. I'm laughing. Two. Well, no. God, God no. God's no. God's no means No. Here's the other one. God says yes. And you check in and go, God, are you sure you're sure you're sure that this yes is a yes? Because I really got to know if this is a yes or a yes. Because I felt the pain of no meaning maybe. And I sure don't want to go back there. So God, I got to know. I need confirmation on yes. (laughs) Right? I need the yes confirmation. So I'm going to hang out three more days just to make sure your yes is yes. You know what I'm saying? Because you felt the pain of being in seasons and places you shouldn't have been in. Because you ain't got no grace for the place God don't lead you. You got grace for the place where God brings you. You've been in a season. You know, I've been, I told you that one, Right? I was like, ooh, I, I was like, all excited, I need a breakthrough. Ooh, I'm going to get you a breakthrough. You know, I was like, ooh, I need like a three-day breakthrough. You know, you go to that place and you just need a breakthrough. Oh, my God. And I got through, and I, ooh, I got a breakthrough. And God said, you didn't get no breakthrough. You know, I went through three days. I'll never forget. I was like, man, I was fighting it, you know. I was pushing, I was like, ooh, I hold on. I'm like, I got it. It was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I finally breakthrough. Yeah, breakthrough. Got all excited. told God, I said, ooh, we got a breakthrough. God said, you didn't get no breakthrough. I graced you through. I said, you graced me through what? He said, you didn't even grow through that mess. You don't have to do it again. (laughs) Oh, so mad. I said, what you mean? He said, now watch this. I'm going to show you. This is where champions train. He said, you were supposed to get up and speak the word. You wanted to eat Doritos and watch reruns. You were supposed to stand up and confess and read the Bible and speak to the thing and speak to the storm and stay strong and pray in tongues. And do all that spiritual strength stuff. But you decided just to veg out and let it go on by. And you think you got out because of your ability. You didn't do nothing with your ability. You didn't even use my ability right. 
I graced you through, but this season will come back again. Next time, be ready. See, because there's seasons coming, God wants you to, man, God wants to, you know what the problem is some of you are? You want God to go make the devil shake. God wants you to start making them shake. You want to put it on God, you got to go get strong in the Lord to power his might and stand in a fight and say, I don't, Jesus, sit this one out, I got it. I know where you are if I need you, but don't worry, I like walking on water, I'm cool. No, I ain't being a smart guy. This is the body of Christ's job in the earth. God wants you to get strong in the Lord. What do you do when battles show up? You want to run the other way. What do you do when you want to? And we get tired. I want to go chill. I'm tired of another faith project. But you got to get in here and dig in the sand and pray in the Holy Ghost anyway. And speak to the wind and speak to the storm. And tell the way you can't have me. Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who's in me? Come on, you see this? And then you learn how to get strong. And next time a battle shows up, you don't run away from the battle. You run into the battle. It's about your identity, knowing who you are. That's why it well, tries to make you get back in the boat. I ain't getting back in the boat. See what I'm saying? Now you got to watch this now. Now you got to pay attention in church. I'm not going to keep you all day. Give me 10 more minutes. Put this scripture up there and read it in the passion. Yeah, no, they're all funny. Yeah, Dennis thinks he's funny. He's saying, oh, yeah. Oh, that's another thing, too. Where's all the people that think I preach too long? And I want you to be honest about it. How many of you think I preach too long sometimes? Raise your hand. Look at that. And there's nobody in the room, Dennis. Y'all lying church. Y'all going to burn in a hot. Come on. I'm kidding. They were like five more minutes, five more minutes, five more minutes. I was like, oh, really? Remember when you were preaching? I go, can I have five more minutes? Remember I did that to you? Who, who give me five more minutes? Raise your hand. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70. I got an hour and a half. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No, I was kidding. Hey, God, I was kidding, you know? And then they're all like, they give me a hard time right about going long. If you got to deal with the problems I got from the people in this building, you'd preach all week. I was kidding. I was kidding. My dad, ever tell you about my dad? I love my dad. I love my mom and dad. They're the best. I got a chance to, you know, just say, they're the best. My dad one time said, man, he's cute. He's real cute. You look cute in your suit, too. You really did. Gigi thought you were, like, shining Shining like a thousand dollar bill. She said, Papa's so cute. I said, He is cute. So one time, you know, I'm on the radio now. I'm on the radio all day long. You know, like I should be on, I should get my own satellite. That'll be next. I'm just gonna stay 24 hours a day. I got a partner, Derek might be watching. His wife, she blesses me, man. My God in heaven, they're the best. They made me laugh. She's like, Oh my God, Pastor Chris, you playing in the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing you a little bit. No, it was cute. You know, some people told me that too, but they're the blessing, you know, got me on all day long. My dad, I was like, My dad I was like, Man, I really like you on the radio one time. He's like, I like your radio ministry. That's awesome. I said, Man, dad, that's great. I didn't even know you listen. He goes, Yeah, sometimes I do. He goes, You know what I like most about it? I go, What's that? He goes, When I get tired of you, I can shut you off. <laughs> I said, well, praise be to God. That's pretty good. I, I got all bit. I said, you listen to me on the radio? He goes, yeah, no, I'm tired of you. I could shut you off. We were in the car. We used to be working back then. It was laughing, but we're funny, you know, but it's true. But I, I was going to keep some of the people a little longer today that thought I preached along. Jeannie has given you up, Dennis. Now you are the, you are the sacrificial lad. No, I was playing. It was all cute. But it was fun. But I was laughing. I was like, man, but you know what? I'm going to be done by 12. Angel, you've been laughing a little too hard with all everybody else about going long. I'm just tired. But I, I got my Mr. Rogers mug, so I'm going to bring it. Wouldn't you like to be my neighbor? She got me a mug, and it changes colors. His sweater changes colors. You know what I'll do? I'll shoot about it next week, and then we'll play another. Maybe every month we should have reels of me singing and doing bloopers. Wouldn't you like to be my neighbor? 
I wear a sweater and everything. Come on, geez, right? Now I want you, now pull this in. We gotta lock this thing in. Come on. Now I'm talking to you because I want I love you and I want you to understand this. I'm serious. I don't want you to think God's putting you through the ringer. God has never, God has never tested you to a place to see you fail. So you gotta stop that. God, why'd you do this to me? Don't blame God. That was Adam's problem. Adam didn't realize in the beginning. He had a love problem, man. Adam didn't know how much God loved him. Because he thought the thing he told him to stay away from was punishment. But really it was love. And every one of us in this room, the things that God tells us not to touch, your first response is, why can't I? Why don't you love me enough to let me? But really love is stopping you because it's for you, not against you. Don't touch it. It's not good for you. Why don't you love me enough to let me? No, I love you so much I don't want you to. I love you too much. See what I'm saying? So it's all about prescription. God, why'd you put me in this test? I didn't put you here. I didn't put you here. But you're going to grow, so you're going to have to go through some stuff. It's all about growth. Think of this. How are you going to grow and walk in love unless you got a challenge? How are you going to grow with your prayers if you don't have a chance? Come on, guys. How are you going to grow in your finances unless they get a little sticky once in a while? How are you going to grow in this stuff? You see what I'm saying? How are you going to do this without? Now, pull this in, read it. It's true, and I'm going to show you what happens. Testing for promotion comes in these packages. But he doesn't bring this password fail stuff. The devil brings that junk. But now some of you, your problem is you. You know what I'm saying? You want stuff God doesn't want you to have. Don't touch it. I want to do this. I want to do that. No, no, no. Just do what God told you to do. Your only, your only requirement in the kingdom is to be obedient to what God has called you to do. That's it. That's all you get a reward for anyway. Remember that one time? Oh, my God. Miss Kathy, you were there. Sean was with me. And we were praying in the Miracle Center. And we were praying in the Miracle Center in the mornings. And I was praying. In, I remember I was on that platform over there in the corner over there. I was praying in tongues. God, blah, 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 blah. And I said, Lord, I said, Lord, and we didn't have no church. We had that church. And thank God for Brother Norman. But I was praying. I said, blah, 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 I'm praying. I, was, I wanted a building. I said, God, I want a church. And I want to go do this. And I said, I want to build you this thing. And I'm going to do this. And he said, if I, don't come, if, I don't, if I don't ask you to do it, you don't get no reward for it. I said, be quiet. I go and I, it's my head. I go, because me, God, the devil, every 20,000 voices in my head all sound like me. All right. So, anyway, so I'm trying to clarify. And he goes like this. He goes, if I didn't ask you to do it, number one, you're not required. Number two, you're not accountable. And number three, I got news for you. Ready for this one? You, ain't gonna, you, you don't get no reward for it. I said, hush. You kidding me? I go build a building debt free. Go to us. People get saved. People get healed. People get delivered. People get restored. People get all that. He goes, you ain't going to get no reward for it. I said, so you're basically saying I can go do all this in the name of the kingdom, and I don't get nothing for it? No, he goes, it, it really, it ain't even your responsibility, and you ain't going to get no reward for it. And I, I couldn't figure it out. And that's what David did, right? Because David, I never knew this. I said, that's ridiculous. This is so stupid. This is dumb. I'm going to get people saved, healed, delivered, set free in a debt-free building. And you're going to tell me right here now I don't get no reward for it. Not that I wanted a reward, but not even a mandate, a mission. You wouldn't want me to go do it? He said, no. I said, get out of here. This is dumb. I couldn't think of it. Months, two later, I'm reading the Bible. And all of a sudden, what did David say? He said, I want to go build you a temple. He said, no, you're a man of war. He said, Solomon will go build me a temple, and he'll be the man of God in the house, but you're a man of war. You stay outside there, and you go do what you're supposed to go do. That's your reward. It's not your job to build the temple. And he had plenty of money to do it. You understand what I'm saying? 
So God didn't give them that responsibility. The problem with some people is this. They got tests and temptations and troubles in their life is because you're trying to touch stuff God never told you to touch. And let me tell you something right here now. That authority stuff I'm learning in that thing, see, that's the problem. See, here's the thing. Even this, uh, um, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Aaron's sons and guys tried to offer a sacrifice that they should have never, uh, never offered. But because they watched their, their daddy do it and thought they could do what he did, they cursed themselves. You can't touch the things of God if God don't put it on your life. That's what the church don't understand. Don't go trying to take something you ain't been called to do. Ever say, ooh, it's responsibility. No, 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 no. You touch something God tell, tell you to touch, you're in trouble. He got mad at him. He said, I didn't tell you to give you this assignment. You can't just go do what he wants to go do. That's the problem with the body of Christ. Everybody want, I want, I want to go be this. You better go be what God called you to be. That's all you're responsible for. I mean, that's a little bunny trail, but are you getting what I'm saying? You're responsible for your spot. Some people got problems in their life because they, they're chasing after stuff God never told them to touch. Stay out of there. It's like, why am I in this? Why am I in that? Find out what God wants you to do and just do it. And I tell you right here now, half the people that want to do stuff, God don't probably want you to do it. Because I'm telling, I'm being honest with you, man. I'm not telling you, Buster. You, you don't really want it. And then when you see the responsibility of it, you definitely don't want it. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. You say, well, ain't that, shouldn't that make you fun? No, 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 no. That's all it's a bunny trail, but it's God's honest truth to say. Jesus was led into the wilderness. If you ain't, why? Because he was labeled for a mission and a mandate and assignment. You know, they come to Jesus one day and said, hey, Jesus. James and John, they said, hey, we want, we want him. Can he sit at your right hand and your left hand? I said, ain't no man's job to position of that. And you ain't even out. You don't even, lady, you don't even know what you're asking these boys to put on their life they ain't ready for. Go looking for some place God didn't tell you to sit. You don't have the grace for the place, and you sure can't handle the weight of it. And some of you breaking yourself because you're in a spot you don't need to be in. Be you. Let God, let God do all that other stuff. What's big anyway? Obedience. Hey, what God told you to do. That's just like a little thing, but you better realize that stuff. Some of this stuff, you're causing more problems for yourself. Like, I want to go do this, I want to do that. No, 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 you don't need to know that, man. Just do what God, you know, it's funny. The more you walk, in the beginning, everybody does everything. In the beginning, everybody running all over the place doing every day. But then obedience kicks in, and your life becomes singular in its actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything, oh, do everything. No, 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 God gives you a sign, and then it gets singular. And once it gets singular, now you start getting the anointing flowing in a different way. Does that make sense? You pulling that in? Like, everybody, I want to go do this. I want to go do this. I want to go do this. Now you got no grace for none of this stuff. You're all over the joint. Also, just go sit still and find out what God really called you to do. You know what I'm saying? I want to do what you do. You don't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. I said they want to do this. I don't want to do You want to do this? Nah, man. No. You're called to do it. This isn't a profession. You go to job fair and pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, here's the pastor section. Oh, come over here. You want to do this? No, you get, there's a pulpit puppet section that, that they, they just cookie cutter it, but you get this thing on your life with the anointing, you got to, you don't want to go there. All the people that got these ministries, I want this. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not scaring you. But are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, I, there's things, some things, man, you desire. You better make sure it's God's desire and not yours. I'm just being serious. Because then you know you get in these, these things you don't need to get in them. 
I don't know where that come from, but today is a bunny trail, but it's good. All right, you ready for this? Let's read these two scriptures. We got to go. Here, pop that over there, please. All the tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture. An example that provides with us a warning so that we can learn. That's the children of Israel going through. Now, let me ask you a question. Was God taking them someplace better? Yeah, but they had to pass the test of the wilderness to get to it. Every time God's taking you from one place good to a greater place, you got to go through something. It's a faith test. It's a this test. It's a patient test. Think of it. Everywhere went. He's like, hey, now you got to believe God to bring manna. Now you got to remember I told you what Numbers said? Remember that story out of Numbers? They, said, they got mad. They said, man, we're so tired. We want to eat meat. We want to eat meat. We want to eat meat. God got so mad. He said, why don't you tell them to shut up? They're wearing me out. He said, tell them we'll give them so much meat for the next month, they're going to gag on it. It's going to come out their nose. Remember Moses freaked out? Where are we going to get? There's 600,000 people. Where are you going to get all this cattle? There's not enough cattle on the earth. He said, don't you know who I am? I'm God. Amen. Cattle? Cattle will show up if I tell them to show up. And he gagged them with meat for a month. 600,000 people. God's arm ain't short. But here's what he's saying. Look at the people. What did they do? In the testing time of a proof-producing identity in their faith area, what do they do? They start complaining. What do we learn from them? Don't complain. What's the first thing you and I do the minute the test shows up? Now what? Great. Wonderful. This thing. How many of you counted all joy? You liar, liar, pants on fire, liar, double, double liar. You know you lying. Count it all joy. Yay! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah! Praise the Lord! More drama! Stop it. You ain't got none of that going on. You got, oh, brother. Now what? Look, pop this up. We're going to go. Ready? Pop this up. Look, 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 look. And then I got to read my last scripture. Through the wilderness. All the tests they endured on their way. Symbolic pictures, examples that provide us with a warning so that you can learn through what they experience. For we live in a time when the purpose of all the ages past is now. Showing us pictures, completing the goal within us. What's that goal? Boom. Keep going. If you think this can never happen to you, you're going to get prideful. That's the thing that got Lucifer in the beginning. He got full of pride. Pride's dangerous, man. And all pride is of elevating your opinion above God. You know? Because you know what I asked myself? I had a great question. Who tempted Lucifer? It was in him. No, it was in him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Who tempted You know why I got in trouble? Pride. But watch this. Who tempted him? Himself. It's in you, baby. It's in every one of us. We got the enemy. But who tempted him? Who said, hey, you know what? Great idea. Why don't you elevate your throne above God? He did. It's within, even though it's still within us, that if we're not careful, we try to what? We try to pull ourselves to a place we should not sit, should not stay. Should not desire, should not want. Pride, it's dangerous. And God hates pride. He resists pride. He doesn't give grace to the prideful, but he gives grace to the humble. You know what humble means? Submit yourself to the word. That's all, just submit yourself, and submit yourself to the plan of God. And now I'm gonna show you nothing. Submit yourself to God's order. You're gonna make, you can, I'm telling you, you make billions of dollars, you submit yourself to the order of God. It doesn't look like it works, man, but if you do it, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you, listen to me. I should, I'm gonna have a business meeting in here. I really need to do that. Somebody put that on my assignment. But you, you can't come in the room unless you're really serious. You're like, you know, some of you want to play this stuff because I want to demand the next level out of you. 
Because I'm telling you, if I tell you what it is, you follow the order of it, it'll work. I'm serious, man. It's so, man, I'm, I'm scaring myself with, with the things I'm seeing that God, man, God's in order, bro. He don't play with this thing. He don't even care who you are, man. You get it out of order, he's like, bump it. It ain't going to work. There's no joke with this thing. And the church tries to dumb it down for people's feelings, you know, because it's like, if you bring it that hard, you're going to think like, who cares, man? Because you want it. You want that next level life. So I'll do it. We'll set it up. Maybe we'll do it in the fall or something. No, maybe we'll do it in the summer. All right, pop that up there. Because you need to learn these principles. Don't think this out. Because you get prideful, you get in trouble. Just always submit yourself to the word. If you don't know what to do, submit yourself to the word. And if you don't know what to do there, submit yourself to some good counsel. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes in life you don't know what to do or just give it a little time. Stay in the word and give it time. It'll work itself out. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it doesn't. But don't go getting squirrely and start complaining. Because once you start complaining, you're jacking this whole thing up. Just don't say nothing. Just stay in the word, say what the word says, and don't say nothing, and don't go getting crazy, and doing the pressure, don't make moves. Don't let it become your downfall. Man, this gets so good. Keep going. Now, read this. Read it slow. We don't got to worry. We got like five minutes. You're good. We all experience. Look at that. See it? He's good. He's good. We all experience what? Read it which is normal for every human being. Now stop. What's the first thing you do when you get in this thing? Why me? Nobody else is going through this. Everybody in this room goes through this stuff. That's what the devil wants. You're isolated. You're, 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 oh. He wants you to think you're depressed. Oh, there's something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't depressed. He's nuts. Y'all go through it, man. Pastor Chris, you don't look like you go through anything. Every day you're the same guy. Yeah, I know, but you don't know what I'm fighting behind but my head. I just don't let it come out in my physical thing. I won't, let, I won't do it. You get better at it, too, the more time goes on. You just don't let it. Look, what's what? But God, remember we read this? Will faithfully stay with you. My, come on. Now watch. I'm not done. Read this one. Read this one. Don't read all your translations you got in your pocket over there. Read this one. It's the Bible. It reads just a little clearer, right? It's Scripture. He will... Screen, filter, the severity, nature, and timing. Hush your mouth. What's the first thing you test? Worst timing could possibly show up. Now what? Are you, you ain't nobody, you know what? All you people, yeah, yeah, three amens. Yes. Hallelujah. Somebody need to go eat a Snickers off that table because you're messed up in your head. Get some whatever glucose, whatever the heck you need. Come, are you reading this? Are you reading this? I'm going to keep you longer now. Forget it. You just gave up the time. No, I really did. I'm going to eat a Reese's and hang out. Because are you reading this? Are you getting this? Look, I don't need to be cute and fancy. Do you see what I just read? What's the first? Now what? What? Right? The worst possible timing. I don't need this right now. Who figured out the time of the test? The teacher. Remember I told you? Teacher don't talk during the test. You are, hey, speak, heaven speak, heaven speak, heaven ain't saying nothing. Teacher don't talk. I got any teachers in here? You ever talk during the test? Did you let the kids talk during the test? No, you tell them what? Be quiet. Put your head, put your head down. You should have practiced the material before we got here. You don't like me, but I don't care. 
That's what she did. It's so cute. She went, shh, Miss, Miss Conger, I got to go, shh, shh, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. That's what she was thinking in her head. You should have studied. She was studying. I know you would never say that. You're too kind. She was saying, shh, honey. She's sweet. Me, I would have been like, this is what I do to you. Shut your pile. Keep your pile. Shut, shut your trap. Button up your lip. Lip your, zip your lip. Shut up. Remember when he was there and you wanted to go home five minutes early? <laughs> How's it working out? How's that? You want help? Yeah, here's your help. Shh. Zip it. No, I'm being, I'm kidding, but you know what I'm saying? This is when, this is, take the notes and here comes, and I want the next level. And now here comes testing day. I'm not, ha- I'm not happy it's here, but promotion's waiting. Promo- See, David didn't go, hmm, I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to be doing when I was hanging out with the sheep. He was like, I was worshiping God. I was getting close. They, they told me to go take care of sheep. I hated it. You don't think he felt rejected? You don't think he felt denied? Don't you think he felt, you picked all my other brothers, they showed up for the party, you didn't even invite me. You don't think he felt, under the, you don't think he cried tears? Go read Psalms. You don't think he cried tears? Where are you in this lonely, empty season? But he got close to God. And when he's lonely and empty and isolated and cut out and downcast and forgotten and left back, and what? He, he had a, he had a, he had a, what? He had an inferior complex. He had, he had daddy issues. I'm telling you that right now. His dad rejected him. Everybody rejected him. And David stood there with his king and learned who he was. And when the opportunity comes, who is this uncircumcised Philistine talking about my God? Who is this? Rise up. They said, ah, oh, David, shut up. And all the people that were like, oh, supposedly they didn't have no answers, but David had the answer. He said, give me a rock. I'll show you what to do. You come to me in that vile mouth, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Swinging a rock, baby. Come on. Well, he was ready for the battle. Guess what? If you ain't preparing for the test, you ain't ready for no battles. But the battles are coming. But watch this, okay? You can play. Severity, nature, timing of every test or trial you face so you can bear it. Man, baby, next time you get in that thing, say, hey, I know the test, I know the time, I know the push, I know the press, I know the more. And if it's in front of me, God can get me through it. If it's in front of me, God gave me the victory over it. If it's in front of me, I already beat it, I already won. Eat no, woo! You better read that now, everybody read it, everybody read it with me. I'm going to get a candy so I can. Uh, each test is an opportunity. Mm. An opportunity to punch somebody in the head. No. <laughs> each test is an opportunity for me to quit. No. Each test is an opportunity for me to trust him more. Can you trust him where you can't trace him? Can you track him? Come on, guys. It's not comfortable. Thank you. If it's not comfortable, what? It's possible. The tests are showing up for me to trust one. If ye abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask me whatever it is you will. For along with the trial, he provided a way of escape. Look at that, James 1, 2. I think we put it in the message. Strong. Strong. 
Consider it a gift. When tests and challenges come from you at all sides, know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open. My God, it's hidden. Oh, that's what I was telling these guys this morning. You better get this. It's buried in you. When the test comes, we see we're afraid. You can't. Man, I never said this day in my life. Faith is invisible. But the only way to make it evident besides the manifestation of it is to test it. The only way to make the invisibles of faith kind of like almost felt or seen or whatever is number one, it manifests, or number two, it gets tested. And it shows you how to strengthen. See, you ever watch this? I was watching this. You'll like this. You're a mechanic guy. I watched this thing, right? They were doing this thing with this car, and they put it on. They put that wrench. You know that wrench? That is that a torque wrench? I don't know. But they, they, they it's got a, it's got a, a gauge in it, and he shows you when they pushed on it, like how much force it could take, and the steel would break. And I don't know what they called the thing. And I watched it, and they broke it, and then they broke it, and then they said, okay, we finally got it. They heated it, they cooled it, they heated. And I mean, I mean, this car was putting this thing under so much RPMs. It was like it was snapping it. It was breaking stuff. And they said, we finally got it. And they pressure tested it with the, with the weight and the speed, and that they made it, man. And I said, look at that. Sometimes your faith needs to be pressure tested so we know we could trust it out there. And faith, faith, with these tests it does, faith, this is, the test brings my faith out into the open so I could see it while it's on its road to seeing the manifestation of what God has for me. Man, that's so good. That's so good. Because I'm looking at this thing. See, we've been looking at, count it all joy. My God in heaven, you better get this. Why count it all joy? Because if my faith is getting tested, my faith is getting ready for promotion. You see it? Why? Because God wants to see, hey, if we can put a little pressure on that thing, that thing could come out the other side. If we notice we got to do some work in the process, let's put that work in there. Let's get that thing there. Let's make sure that belief is short. Because that's what he says. If you read the whole thing, he says, you're double-minded and all this stuff if you don't understand. Ask God who'll give you wisdom liberally. He wants you short and steadfast. Watch. Let's just read it. <clears throat> okay. Your faith life is forced in the open. It shows its true colors. So don't try to get into anything too early. Why? Saying it to the end. You become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Watch, you want to see it? Keep going, and we'll skip on down. Right? If you don't know what you're doing, pray. The Father will help you. He'll give you this thing. He'll help you. Now, go down to, like, what are we at? Verse 12 or something, like 13? I think we went to 14, because i got to let him go. Go to, like, 14, and we'll see this thing wherever you get it, 13 more. Don't let anyone under pressure give in the evil. See it? Now, you got to see this now. Now, don't let, now I want to tell you, if you got the wrong, wrong desire, get rid of it. Don't let any under pressure, given the evil, saying this, God's trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil, right? And puts evil in no one's way. So there ain't no, there ain't no God bringing this mess in front of you. The temptation to give in the evil comes from us and us alone. We have no one to blame but what? Leering, seducing, flare up. Of our own lust. This is rough. Lust gets pregnant, has a baby. That baby's called sin. 
And sin grows up in the dough and becomes a real killer. That right there is a mouthful. What's he saying? Lust opens the door to sin. And that ain't sex and all that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Love. It's desire. It's desiring things or stuff you should not desire. Or maybe the timing's wrong. Or maybe this is wrong. Or maybe that's wrong. I don't know what it is. I it's not my life. You got to go figure that stuff out. But this is what I do know. God didn't bring no test of temptation. See it? And King James says this, let no man say when he's tempted, he's tested, of e- he's tempted or tested of evil because God can test no one with evil. God is not evil. So what is it saying? So if my faith's getting tested, it's all about trusting God more. And if I walk through a test in life, it isn't about pass or fail. It's about growing mature. The only pass and fail thing is the devil. He wants to see you fail. So what do you got to do? Some things you got to kind of compartmentalize and get rid of and go, you know what? Maybe this is some, maybe some of this stuff I just need to get rid of it on my own. You know what I mean? I don't need to have desires I don't need to have. Because I don't need to be producing sin, and I sure do not need to be developing death from the sin I freely have absorbed. That's not the freak. Yeah, there's a, so where's the test coming from? I ask God this, right? When you can do this, stand up on your feet. I ask God this. I say, God, I say, how in the world am I going to keep that joy? Right? Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. How in the heaven am I going to keep it all joy? When I'm going through this nightmare of stuff. Why I got to have joy? And remember I, I told you, I said, you ever do this? You ever have like a, remember I was saying this? You have a good thought? Like this. You ever been doing something throughout the day and you're like, you're caught up, you're talking, you're communicating, and you have this little random good thought. Like, you know, you're going to go hang out or you're going to see somebody you like or you're going to spend some family time or you're like you're in the middle of a day and it's kind of heavy and hectic and you have this random good thought comes and you grab that random good thought and it produces joy in the moment and you're not even in the moment, right? I've been, I, the other day I was thinking about something. I was like thinking, I was talking to somebody and while I was talking, I was thinking about people were coming to town and we were going to see people and you guys were going to be here and I was going to see some of you guys. And I know it's funny. I was in communicate and I was just talking and all of a sudden I had this little random thought come and all of a sudden I grabbed that little thought. I just thought of it. I said, that's going to be real cool. And I pulled that thought into my, in my moment and I had joy in the moment. And I wasn't even talking about it. Wasn't, the conversation wasn't creating the joy. The joy was found in my memory and my, in my imagination and the thing that came to me. And I, I was like, oh, that's cool. I was having a good moment. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden I went, I went, I, went, I, went, I went back to re- the moment, but I said, boy, that thing carried something. And I thought about it. Later on, the Lord said, that's exactly why I want you thinking about joy. Because in the moment of whatever you're pressing through, I'm going to take the joy and pull it into a moment. And that moment changes my focus. So I don't look at the test, and I don't look at the trial, and I don't look like the pressure I'm just looking at my God in it, knowing that what? If he's in here with me, he's getting me out. Come on, you see it? It might last for a moment. Tears may show up for an evening, but they ain't lasting in the morning. They'll joy coming in the morning. Come on, baby. If I'm going through it, I'm getting through it. If I'm praying, and when I, that joy that I focus on changes my focus for the reality of what I'm sitting in, even though what I'm sitting in don't look good. Clap like you got energy, amen, while you're getting out. Next time he shows up, no, I'm pressing to. Next time, hey, hey, next time he shows up, goes, God knew the timing. Come on. Come on, God knew the timing. 
God knew the trial. God knew the moment. God, God, you know what you do? Come out like the heavyweight champion in the world. So you need to just come out with your robe on. In this corner. Come on. Weighing 225,000 pounds. The weight of the world, the care of the world. The devil, the Antichrist, all the cohorts of hell. Holly, hey, right over there. And in the other corner, the undefeated, undisputed, round for round, champion of the world. Holly, come out with your robot. Just bounce around like Rocky. Play Rocky in the background like I do over here. Dun, 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 Come on, what? What me? And come out like, man, it's the timing's right, the ring is right, the arena's right. God already went in this situation and said, hey, 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 let me see. Tell me what's going to happen. Okay, there's going to be a battle. All right. Who coming? Okay. Good. How long? What's up? He said, okay, he's ready. Put him in the ring. See, a good trainer knows this. You don't want to bring out a fighter early. It ruins his confidence. If you're in the ring, you already won. I'm going to say it one more time, then I'm going to go say amen. If you're in the ring, you already won. Because God ain't putting you in no ring. You ain't ready to defeat in every season. And you say, I don't think I got the ability. Honey, he ain't looking at your ability. He's looking at his ability in you to win the fight. He already been there, rigged it, set it up. You won. You got the belt. You're ready. He's already got you at home with the victory lap, with your feet up on the desk, chilling out. You what you worried about? Don't worry about. It. Start giving joy. Start giving shout. Hey, you know why you give joy? Because you already figured out. You already won. Why you give joy? You already beat the addiction. You already beat the bottle. You already beat the stuff. You already beat that thing. You ain't going to be married. You're going to stay married. The kid's going to serve God. Something's got to change. Victory is yours. Why? Because if you're in front of it, God already got you through it. Come on. I'm telling you, it's true. Clap like you got energy in here. Fine. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.